outer life. It's the inner life. And you'll see a lot of teaching about the outer life. But the real message of the gospel is about the inner life. And even if you saw Jesus, and he, religion's not new, it's old. It's as old as, it's as, old as Cain and Abel. That's where it started. Here they are sacrificing to God, and one person got a better sacrifice than another, so to speak, and they killed the other one. But what was that? That was religious work. Was Adam doing that? No. But Cain and Abel felt like they needed to do that to God. And so now we have, because what do you find in religious systems a lot of times? Jealousies, don't you? You know, well, they got to, you know, back in the old days, you'd be like, S you know, Sister Sally got to sing the special last week, and I haven't sang a special in six months. Why does this pastor never recognize my gift? You know, and so this is the kind, but see, what is that? That's, that's the outer. You know, you know, I, I really appreciated everybody showed up, you know. It's the outer. It doesn't have anything to do with the inner. And so when Jesus was talking to that sect of the Pharisees, this is a very special sect of them, and he called them whitewashed tombs. He says, you look good on the outside, but inside you're full of dead man's bones. Religion spends a lot of time on the outside and zero time on the inside. And that's why the inside was dead man's bones. So you're going to find that because it's so common, you're going to be like, wow, that person's a Christian, but look at how they act, you know, and you're going to just see this kind of inconsistency going on because a lot of the teaching is about the outside. Literally, people are just doing what they're taught. They're like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do the other thing. Okay, I got that. You're a good Christian. Check. But nothing about the inside, right? So, because it doesn't matter what the inside looks like as long as the outside looks good to everybody. But that stuff is old, that stuff isn't worth anything to you. Think about fashion, right? You could be on top of fashion, which I think is spectacular. People who know about fashion, great. He knows about fashion more than me, way better. But some people don't know anything about fashion. But guess what about fashion? Even if you got it right, in a month you don't because <laughs> it changes all the time, you know, unless you're an actual fashion maker and then you just make the fashion. But that takes a special person too, you know. So everything on the earth is going away. Everything. Like every single thing. It just because it, it's inside of time. Not because it's bad. It's just because time things are inside of time. So they they exhibit the time characteristic. Which means if it's external, it's gonna change. Does your body change? Of course it does. You know, our bodies change. But you know what what the spirit's doing with us is the Spirit is showing us the inner life. That's where things are happening. It's easy to get caught up in the outer life because we live in both realms. We, there's no separation between the Spirit and the natural, just so you know. You're in both. You are fully immersed in both at the same time. The only difference between people who aren't, quote, uh, who are unspiritual is they're just not paying attention. That's all that that is. Say, I'm an atheist. You're definitely not paying attention <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff going on that you are just ignoring. And that's what people do. And so, but religion's nice if you're interested on the outside because you can just work on yourself. You know, and you'll hear people say that. You know, I'll go to church once I work on myself a little bit more. 
You know why? Because even without going to church, they know that religion is all about the outside. And that's why they want to work on themselves. But if God, through Jesus, says, you are fully accepted in the beloved, you are the pearl of great price, you are the city set on a hill, you are the most glorious, wonderful thing that I have ever created, and I have decided to spend the rest of my existence in you as a part of you, what would you do on the outside that would be better than that? Nothing. God's fully accepted us. So what the Spirit is doing with us right now is showing us not to focus on the outside, because the outside is where the distractions are. The outside is changing. You know that country song? The only thing that remains the same is that everything changes. Did you ever hear that song? <laughs> you know, that's a good point. That's one thing that's consistent. Everything's different. <laughs> and it is different in this sense, but according to Solomon, everything is the same, actually. There's nothing new. You're just seeing a new manifestation of the same old. But in the spirit, it's different. New things are created in the spirit. New things are created in the spirit that didn't exist before. And that is a mystery in and of itself. But how do you get to that spot? By focusing in, okay? Now, am I saying you shouldn't worry about talking to people and having relationships? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in our relationship with God, it is about the inward life, not the outward life. Everything's happening in and from in. Because you remember when I taught on the gates? You guys remember the gates? So we have these gateways, right? And Ian Clayton was shown this in heaven. An angel actually showed him that. He, that's what that drawing's from. It's from an angel. So an angel showed Ian Clayton what the gates were like, okay? So you have these gates, and everyone's like, I just need to get God in me. Nope, he's in you. You just need to open the gates to allow that to flow out of you. You know, and that's one of the reasons why, like, Today, you know, I just, and, and this is like an ongoing thing right now, drink in of the Spirit. Well, how do you drink in of a thing that's not even in your hand? Well, it's in your hand. What about the rivers that are flowing within you? They're already in you. You don't have to go get them. So what God is reminding us of is rest in the finished work, then move within to drink in of the Spirit. Now, the outside is going to be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right? Have you, ever, have you ever been caught up in the Spirit and your mind is still not submitted? It's, it's, it's disconnected? You've got to bring it under, right? But if you like accidentally fall into, into the Spirit, if, has anyone accidentally fallen into the Spirit? You accidentally fall in and you're like, ah! And, you're like, and then your mind's like, what's happening today? And you're like, so that's because there's, there's not a, um, a unity within the Spirit, soul, and body. So what happens sometimes is, I'm going to pray, and, and, and I'm going to ask God to heal my body, right? And what's your mind say if it's not renewed? How do you do that, right? How does that work? Is that like a chemical, or what is happening here? Yeah, where is God anyway, you know? And, and the mind is having some trouble. And if we're used to allowing our mind to control us, to lead us, so to speak, not control, I, I really do believe it's more of a leading, if it gets ticked off, it'll try to control you. But you put that under. Just like you would a child or a, a, an animal that is not, and, and your soul's not an animal, right? You are your soul. You know what I'm saying? You're not separated from your soul. But it has to do with how you're operating in the world. Am I going to operate out of my soul or operate out of my spirit? Right. 
Right. Right. Right. But the soul, and the soul doesn't control the soul. Right. Yeah. Right. So by by faith, by faith in God, right? Because you're you're realized, you're you become aware of yourself in Christ. You become aware of who you are in Christ. Like I don't know who I am until I see Jesus. And now I'm like, oh, that's me. I'm I'm just like Jesus, right? So when your soul is in turmoil, let's say your soul is in turmoil, we have things, worry, fear, anxiety, stress, all, it just does this thing. Now, when I see it, it's just this like merry-go-round. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just going in a circle, okay? And so I'm like, ooh, I'm on a merry-go-round of worry. I'm like, well, I'm going to put that under. What am I putting it under? Something. Positive thinking. Jamin says I should think positively. No, because positive thinking doesn't help you, okay? Truthful thinking will, but you have to take that worry and put it under a higher truth because your soul is trying to tell you something that is, quote, true, but only true in a certain context. The higher truth trumps it. The higher truth is what? How is this going to happen? How is it going to do today? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Trumped it, right? So you took a higher truth, and and by faith, you, you connected with and agreed with what your spirit was already saying. Because you could consciously think of that scripture, because I said it and you've heard it before. But what if you haven't heard that scripture? Well, guess what? You can still agree with the spirit. And when you do, you may not even understand why, but your soul goes, and why is it doing that? Because you've put your soul into a leading position. You see, now I talk a lot about the difference between the spirit and the soul, and there's a good reason for that, because this is how we transition. <laughs> this is the transition. If you look at the Apostle Paul, he talked about this difference between the spirit and the soul and how they fight it. He talked about this a lot. And why is that? Because it's a process. You're not having to get something. You already have it, but you're awakening to something. And the thing that you're awakening to is the realization of who you actually are. Tripart being, you actually have more bodies than three, honestly. You do have more than three. You do have a spirit, soul, and body, but you also have other bodies. But we'll learn about that later. The, the intro class is spirit, soul, and body, okay? And it, it is does take a while on that one, okay? So spirit, soul, and body is how we are. And so as we continue in the spirit, the soul comes into line. Will it agree? Nope. <laughs> but it will come into subjection to it, and it will learn to the best of its ability. You know what I'm saying? It will because, believe it or not, your soul really does want to be led. It really does. And that's one thing that I've learned about my soul, especially when I separated it, put, use the word of God as a divider between the spirit and the soul. I did realize when I say, by faith, I use the word of God. I just would say it or I would see it. By faith, I use the word of God as a wedge, as a separator. They're not separated from each other, but there's a wedge between them now. And that wedge is the word of God, who is Jesus. So now my soul, my spirit, my soul is not trying to 
work its way up. It's wedged in its spot. And so now the spirit comes over me, my body and my soul, and now it comes into the rest. And this is the place that Jesus operates from. This is the place the disciples operated from. This is the place that angels operate from. They have a thing, okay? I'm going to give you some more in depth, okay? So they have a thing that is called a platform, okay? I know very little bit about it, so I'm only going to say a little bit that what I do know. So they have a platform that is kind of like here, right? And they operate from that platform. Now, what does that mean? That means that when in your life it's been revealed to you who you are, you are no longer trying to be somebody, you are somebody, and you operate from that place of rest. In other words, since I know that Jesus has finished it all, I no longer have to strive. I don't have to strive with my soul. My soul doesn't have to try to go get it. Remember when Jesus fed the 5,000 and they came up to him as disciples? What are we going to do? We have 5,000 people here. We can't feed them. Oh my goodness. What is this? This is a disaster. And Jesus is like, what do you have? He's, he's in rest. You see what I'm saying? Why is he in rest? Well, because he knows what's going on. He can see. And he's, and he's in, well, he is the word of God, right? And he's telling them, what do you have? Well, we got five loaves and two fish, but you know. And there they are in the soul still. And the disciples were learning too. They're in the soul. Jesus is standing there, guys. You know, we're like, oh, it's Jesus. We, should, we wouldn't be worried if Jesus was there. Oh, really? You really wouldn't be worried, would you? Well, the disciples were. Did they need to have some of their soul brought under? They sure did. But who did they go to? They went to Jesus. How are we going to get it? What's going to happen? How can we do it? And that's your, you know, if I do this and that happens, it depends on how much you think. You know, some people think a lot and oh my goodness gracious, it is a disaster. It's like a giant zoo of thoughts. You're like, and here comes another one. And you're like, okay, stop. You know, I, I like thinking. I'm a thinker and I like to think. But I can tell you one thing, the thinking doesn't get it done. It really doesn't. The thinking doesn't get it done. Not in the spirit. Not in the spirit. This week I was working. I'm thinking. I'm enjoying my thinking. I'm trying to figure out a problem. You know, working on some software and some different things. And I go, you know, I'm just going to go in the spirit. So I did. I just went. I brought my soul down. I said, soul, thanks so much. That was a real fun little exercise we did. And then I just brought it down. Now, just so you know, I wasn't worrying. I was, it's not worry I was dealing with. I was literally dealing with thinking about problems and solving them and things like that. But as a practice, I said, let's practice this a little bit. Because remember, we're practicing. All of the things I teach, and we're, we, you practice those things. You know, you do them by practice. You say, okay, usually I sit and think about this problem until I solve it. But now... I'm going to go like this, and I'm going to become aware of where I am in Christ. I'm going to sit in that place, and then I'm going to receive in my spirit, through my spirit into my soul, everything that I need right now. And so I did, and I energized my entire being, spirit, soul, and body. And I actually, I overdid it because I was like super energized the whole day. And, um, but all, I just did everything. Like everything I was trying to think about, I did it, but I didn't have to think. It just came. It was like boom, 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 right? So, we can get things from the Spirit, even if you're working on a problem, a creative thing, and you're just like, I'm going to think about it creatively. Well, stop thinking about it creatively. Now go in the Spirit a little bit and just 
pull from the spirit of Christ within you, the create the creativity or the problem solving that is needed, and then receive that within you, and then just go, just start. It, it's a practice, right? So Jesus feeds the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, and he's not worried because he's sitting in that place of rest. And he said he would do that, and the disciples talked all the time about how Jesus would go up on the mountain. What mountain is this? Well, it could have been a physical mountain, but it's also a spiritual mountain. Have you been sitting on your mountain? This is the mountain that you administrate the kingdom of heaven from. You don't need anybody else to tell you to administrate. You administrate it with Jesus. You're an administrator <laughs> of the kingdom. I don't even know what it means. It'd be like, let's pray for this person. Well, what do we pray for? I have no idea. Let's administrate the kingdom realm into this situation, and let's see what the kingdom of heaven does with it. Now, as we learn, we can go into heaven and see what they recommend. They'll be like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We'll be like, okay, I'm with you. And then you come into agreement with heaven, and then you're working with heaven in that specific situation. Does that make sense? So, like, there's an opinion. There's a thing going on in heaven. When things are happening here on the earth, they're like, this is what we decree. This is what's going to happen. And then wouldn't it be nice to know what that is? Because then you can just agree with that. And it's always, and it's interesting because it's not a selfish decree. Like we, like I decree that I have a million dollars. You'd be like, okay, well, I mean, you could do that if you wanted. And that's a practice. That's a practice. You could. Listen, you could. And you'd be like, hey, there's a million dollars. And then, all right, well, that's all right. It's a thing. It's just a thing. It's inside of time. It's here and then it's gone. It's okay. It's not the inner life. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it's unimportant to have your needs met or to ha be healthy and whole. Those are all very important. But I'm telling you where things start. They don't start on the outside. They start on the inside. So the more that we focus on him and the less we focus on without, the more of a manifestation we'll see of him. Because by intention, we're drawing the thing that we want to ourselves. We're drawing it in. If I desire this coffee, I will go by intention and reach for it. You do the same thing in the spirit. You do this, you're dreaming it all the time. Like when there's a thing you want, you reach for it. You start to move towards it in the spirit. And, and you could even see that in people as you're you know, become more aware. You can see people where what they're moving towards in the spirit, and you can you can see good in people. Sometimes move towards negative things in the spirit. You're like, that will not help you. <laughs> that is not helpful at all. You know, like anger. Like Kim was saying, anger. Imagine your go-to is anger. Things aren't working. Anger. Does that work? Anybody who's ever engaged with anger knows that does that never works. It never ever works. As a matter of fact, if you want to make everything worse then get angry if that was your goal because everything gets a lot worse when you get angry. People don't tend to like it when you're angry with them. That's not, a, that's not a consolatory type of thing. It's not like, hey, you're not seeing it my way. Well, then I'm going to yell at you. Well, they're still not seeing it your way, and now they feel like they're being yelled at. You see what I'm saying? So there's a, what does love do? Love connects with the person. Where are they? Where are they in this situation? Let's connect to some degree. You're going to meet people. You're going to run across people. They're just nasty. There is no agreement there. That's fine. Well, don't even try in that area. But you can pray. You can put the love of God as a covering over that whole situation and see what it does. If you have a plant that's not doing good, what do you do? You put some good soil. You feed it. You water it. You nurture it. 
until it comes back. This is what God does. If something's not working in a relationship, you work on it until it comes back into its proper fruitfulness. Some relationships we shouldn't be having. Why is that? They're not relationships that, that God wants us to have. Very clearly. You can see that. This is not a good relationship. But sometimes relationships aren't nurtured, and so they fall apart. When things are not maintained, they fall apart. So the inner life, the Spirit reminds us of these things. He's reminded me many times of relationships and things afar off and near, things that God has brought into my life, and he's reminded me of them. You know, they're still there, but you haven't spent any time with it. And I was like, oh. And I was asking him many times. Actually, he just gave me a revelation. I asked him many times about what are these relationships that I don't know which one it is. God, you didn't tell me. You gave me a symbol, not the person. But I, again, I move through it and allow him to teach me. Because remember, he gives us messages inside of time, too. Sometimes the messages in your dreams and visions and things that God gave you is for another time. But you hold them in your heart. What did Mary say, right? Be it unto me according unto your word. What word? The word of an angel. The angel came with the word of God and she said, I don't know what you're talking about, but be it unto me according to your word. <laughs> I have no idea what this means, but I receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save my soul. I receive it. And what happened? Here comes Jesus, right? So sometimes it's just saying, I agree with heaven. I don't know what heaven is saying because I don't know that part yet but I'm learning, but I come into agreement with, with what heaven has declared for this situation, that it would be so on the earth. And God is teaching us. So some things we'll understand, some things we won't understand. Not because God is withholding. It's kind of like if I'm sitting there and I'm describing you know, nuclear physics to a three-year-old. It's not because I don't want to explain nuclear physics to a three-year-old. A three-year-old is not going to understand nuclear physics, but I can give the three-year-old the benefit of the thing that I'm talking about now, even though they don't understand what it means. That's how it is in, th in the spirit. There are things that we're enjoying in the spirit that we don't understand, and it's not because God doesn't want to explain it to us, it's because we still are growing in the knowledge of God. And that's a good thing. We should be. So, so remember that when, because we want to be in control of our lives, right? Sounds good. I'm in control of my life. You don't want to be out of control, right? Because if you're out of control, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen next. This is not good. So you want to be in control. But if you would give the control over to the Lord and work with him on it, you'll realize that his control is better than yours. And then you can come into rest. It's tough to rest when you're the one responsible for everything. It's tough to rest when you're the one responsible for everything. I'll say it one more time just because it's tough, it's difficult to come into the rest of God if you feel like you are the one responsible for every single little detail in your life. You have to, at some point, give that trust over to somebody who's more powerful than you. And that is what it means to administrate the kingdom of heaven. You come into rest when you cease from your own activity, your own ideas, and you come into the rest of the Spirit. And I'm saying, I'm not talking about anything specifically. This is a thing that you can understand as you're growing in the Lord. How is this happening? One of the things, I'll just give you my tip of one of the things that I found, is that he really enjoys, um, how does the word, how do you say it? <laughs> one of the highest things is when people experience love, the love of God, very specifically. 
So when there's a manifestation of the love of God in any way at all, it's super awesome. It's like the highest of the high. It's like the best of the best. And you're just like, oh, this is amazing. And it's not, it's like, like if you say, okay, I'm really excited. You know, you, Michelle, you just became the CEO of the biggest corporation in the world. Yes, I'm excited. But then there's another thing that's higher than that. Okay, like you're, you're happy with successes and you're happy with this, but relationship and manifestations of the love of God are the highest thing. That's one thing I've learned that seems to kind of be like the driving force behind everything that comes from heaven. Because sometimes the wicked flourish. And, and David's like, why are the wicked flourishing? Why? He's like, it really, like, you know, King David in the Psalms, you, you read the Psalms and he's like, why are the wicked flourishing, God? These, are, you, these guys are obviously bad. Like they're, like, they're literally sitting behind closed doors and they're sharpening their arrows and they're going to kill innocent people. They know they're innocent and they want to kill them. That's how bad they are. And he talks about these wicked men. And he's like, but then when you read through the Psalms and, and the even specific Psalms and you look at the end and it says, but their end is a bad end. In other words, there's this time that they were allowed to operate. Some are shorter, some are longer. But when they operated in that time, everything that they did was destroyed. So what does that mean? They're, they have the ability to administrate their lives. They're administrating it out of the soul, and they've perfected it to the point where they've become wicked. That's what the perfection looks like in the soul. It is not nice, and it is not them. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you perfect the soul, you'll become wicked. Because the soul shouldn't be perfected. It should be led, and it should be renewed in the knowledge of God. But if you live as if it's just the world that you're living in, and there is no inner life, you will just get better and better at the world until you become mature and wicked. You see how that works? So that's the inner life versus the outer life. The soul is always about the things. The soul is always about the outside. How does it look? Again, religious systems, perfected, condemnational. They can make you feel like you're not even a Christian, <laughs> right? Because it's a perfected soul realm, okay? In business, you can see the same thing. In all of these different systems, when a person is only aware of the soul, they're only working out of the soul, it gets to become, and this is where you see in the scripture, it talks about the works of the flesh or the soul. The soul does work. And when it's perfected, it turns into that. So you just reverse it. You say, soul, come into rest. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm thinking of ideas. I'm thinking of suggestions. I'm doing this and that. And then Jesus says, take a swig of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> sit back until you're full. And then just sit in my rest and let the Spirit move you. It's scary sometimes, right? Because you're like, I don't know if I can do that. But do it in little bits. You know, do it. In, start off with something. Start off with anything. Maybe, maybe it's your flower patch, or maybe it's something you're working on around the house. Start in the little things. Start practicing. How do I, how can I move in the spirit in this area, in that area? In other words, I'm becoming aware of both realms all the time. I'm not just natural, I'm also spiritual. You know, so I'm just kind of talking about it in the sense that why is it always the inner life? Because this is where the spirit flows out of. The gates come out of. So 
what we learned without going into the teaching is that these gateways of of the inner man, the gates that they come out of, you're not bad. It's just you your gate is shut or clogged. There's something in the way. For example, you know, if you're hurt in love, you're not expressing love anymore. Just shut it, you know. So there's different ones, and then you have your senses. So there's spiritual senses that are operating from within the middle, okay? So you can see, you can hear, you know, the things that, that are happening around you. So we have that process, and we, you know, we have teaching on that. But it's the inner life, it's the inside man, that is what is renewed. So from the inside, we renew the outside, okay? So what's inside of you is the Spirit of God, peace, immortality, everything you need. You are a genius. <laughs> you, are, um, you are perfected in God. God has perfected you through Christ. So there isn't anything inside that needs to be fixed. What's happening is, is that our mind, how we understand ourselves, is changing. And how is it changing? It's changing in the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Christ, our oneness with him, and that what flows out of us is life and immortality. So if I'm administrating the kingdom of heaven to my, to my life, immortality and life is coming out of me. And remember how we release frequency. We release the frequency of the love of God, not a strive, striving, you know. This is the thing, guys. People don't realize this. I, I don't always realize it. You, it's not just your words. It's your frequency, you know? It's not just your words. It's your frequency. But, but what if you meet a person and the frequency's off? And you're like, they're saying something, but the frequency's not the same. Oh, st- well, maybe they just don't know. You know, operate within the grace of God. Do the thing to them that you would want them to do to you if you were them. Do that thing to them. <laughs> Isn't that what Jesus said? <laughs> do that thing to them that you would want other, someone to do to you if you knew that. So if you see an inconsistency with the soul and the spirit, well, it happens. Just minister love. You can cover that in the love of God. You can cover it. You'd be like, well, what if they don't receive it? It doesn't matter. I'm a love of God machine. I just, just comes off of me. Everywhere I go, it just goes shalom everywhere. Boom, it just drops right there. Whatever's happening. And with you guys too, whatever's happening. Rest. Come into the peace. Come into the rest, into the shalom. And then everything that's going around you is just outside. The inside is in shalom. And that's what Jesus did. The, the 5,000, the storms, you know, they were always frantic with Jesus. How are we going to pay these taxes, Jesus? How's this going to blah, blah, blah. You know, why don't you go fishing? What? You know, just throw a, throw a line in. Your first fish, it's going to have a coin in its mouth. What? Because <laughs> he could see it. He sees the fish. He sees the line. He sees the whole thing. Because he's sitting in that platform, that resting plat, that resting state. The resting state. It's a state. It's a place. It's actually a place in heaven. And, and, you know, you could even imagine yourself, find a chair, you know, sit in that chair, you know, in your house or wherever. Picture yourself ministrating. Kingdom of heaven. You see the situation out in front of you. Oh, that looks, we're going to just see heavenly substance coming down into that. Heavenly substance coming down into that, right? You see that? What is, it's happening right now. It's happening all throughout our lives. We're the ones that are administrating it. I'm not working out of the soul, trying to strive. I'm just bringing, bringing heaven 
into this situation. I'm allowing it to open up into this situation. Shalom into this situation. Peace into this situation. Solutions being called out into this situation. But I'm doing it from my seat. My seat of rest. This is where Christ dwells with me. So I have a seat. Christ has a seat. You arc with the seat. You come into agreement with the rest, the platform. Kings don't run around trying to figure out what they're going to do. They, t- they administrate. You're in a kingdom. You're, you're, a ki- you're a priest of God. And so you can speak to things and, and bring it into its proper place, whatever it is, whatever it is. And again, it's practicing. You always are practicing. We are in the playground. It's called Wisdom's Playground. Okay, We're in the playground on the earth. This is where you play. I know it's like super intense play, but it is play. Okay, You're playing and you're learning how to work with wisdom in the playground. Do you see what I'm saying? And so, and so Jesus is like, like, hey, she figured it out. Hey, they figured out some cool stuff. They're playing over here in the sandbox. Come and look. That's what Jesus was doing with his disciples. Did you see Sally? She made a sandcastle. She made this and that. She's playing really fun. This lady, this widow, she gave everything she had. Look at how cool that is. Do you see? It's, <laughs> it's really, that's what it is. That guy there, he was super mean to everybody and he died. And then he's in hell and he's still treating people mean. That's not good. <laughs> he didn't learn how to play nice in the playground. <laughs> and so, again, these are things that the Spirit of Wisdom's teaching us. And Jesus, anointed by the Spirit, telling his disciples, look at them, look at that. Oh, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. Look at that centurion, this guy here, he's amazing. You know, they're having fun. They know how to have fun in the playground. And then here's all this chaos and sin and all this gunk. And Jesus is like, I got some new tools. It's called my righteousness, my healing, my peace. Go, have fun. Change this thing around. Let's make it look just like the image I showed you. There's an image in heaven. I want you, it's going to look just like that here. I'm not leaving you. I'm with you. I, I, I'll never leave you. I'm actually in you now, right? The Spirit of God. So, so the, the Trinity doesn't just separate. It's the whole thing, okay? So you have the Spirit, the soul, and the body. The Spirit, soul, and body, and you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? So you have the Trinity of God in you, the hope of glory. So out, now everything's changing. Why is it changing? <laughs> what did I do? I agreed. I agreed. I agreed with the seat of rest. I agreed with the kingdom realm, and now things are, sh- are shifting and changing, and, and it's not coming from my soul. None of this is coming from my soul. All, all my soul does is it's confused <laughs> about what's happening in the spirit, and it thinks it knows what's happening in the natural, but it doesn't. And that's why it gets frustrated when things don't work out the way that it said. I think it should work like this, and I think it should work like that, and I think that it's and you don't have the mind of Christ, soul, so come under c- subjection to the spirit. That's the reason you don't understand, because you're not operating in the mind of Christ. You're operating in your own little mind that you made, your own little pretend thing that isn't existing in wisdom. Okay, So God will show us these things, and it takes some time. Why does it take time? Because we're in time. And, and if a movie was over in two minutes, it wouldn't be as good as the movie that went for two hours, right? Because you want to see all the scenes in the movie so you can see how it progresses, because you can learn something. There's wisdom there. You learn something in the two-hour movie 
the two-minute movie, you were like, huh, I wonder how that happened. You're still, you, you don't, you're not sure because it's only two minutes. Yeah, but it had some bad parts in the movie. Well, I know it had some bad parts so that you could know why the good parts were so good. You see? So sometimes you have people make some poor decisions. Why'd they do that? Well, look what happens when God restores it. Look what happens here. Some of this stuff is getting restored on the other side. It is true. Some of it does get restored on the other side, but it all gets restored. He doesn't lose a single thing. God, it, God hasn't lost anything. He knows where every molecule is. <laughs> he knows everything. It's all right there. He's like, oh, I got it all. It's right here. He's like, don't worry. It's all here. You see what I'm saying? And so that's that place that we can be in, a complete state, finished. What if God showed you what it looked like? Finished. Would you rest then? You would. Well, he has showed us what it looks like. And he actually told us it is finished. He said it on the cross. So we know it's done. Okay. I want to show you a couple of scriptures. I'm teaching backwards today. But that's okay. <clears throat> Starting Colossians. We have a quiet group today. <laughs> All right. Two twenty. For if you died with the Messiah from the base elements of the world, in other words, you've died already with with Jesus, the Messiah. From the base elements of the world, why are you living particularly just like you are judged by the world? It's a great question, okay? You want to see it in another translation, so it's a little... Let's see this one. So it says this. These are the doctrines of men and corrupt customs that are worthless to help you, to help you spiritually, which is kind of an interesting translation. Look at this one. These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. So we have some of this going on right now. A lot of traditions, men's doctrines. You have demons, doctrines of demons, doctrines of men, and doctrines and the truth, which would be what God said. right? So some of these are men's teachings. Okay, And the Amplified Bible says this one. Referring to things, all of which perish with being used. Not that one? I was reading the wrong scripture. <laughs> 20. Yeah, if, if then you have died with Christ to material ways of looking at things and have escaped from the world's crude and elemental notions and teachings of externalism, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Which is what I was talking about. But here's the scripture to support what I was just saying. If you are so external, if you died with Christ, you, you're no longer external. You don't live outside. You live from the inside now. You live out of the spirit, not out of the outside. So if then, 
you have died with Christ to material ways of looking at things and have escaped from the world's crude and elemental notions and teachings of externalism. Why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Good question. Aramaic was, for if you die with the Messiah from the base element of the world, elements of the world, why are you living particularly just like you were judged by the world? In other words, why would I be working on myself when I'm perfected in him? Why am I judging myself by what the world says is good and bad when I live, when I already died? Like, you don't go to dead people and say, wow, they're doing a great job on their, on their, on their fashion. Well, no, they're not doing anything. They're, they're dead. You died to the world. <laughs> There's nothing happening anymore. It doesn't matter. Does that make sense? We don't live from an external place. We live from an internal place. We live out of him. You've escaped the world's crude and elemental notions and teachings of externalism. Why do you live as you still belong to the world? So that's what he's just saying. He's like, live from the life of the Spirit of Christ. The disciples, when they came to Jesus to feed the 5,000, they were looking for an external answer. Well, apparently there's this guy here. He's got a lot of money. Maybe he can pay for some food and we can have him come in and we'll have a catering. And Jesus is, is like completely living from another world. He's living not from the external world. He's living from heaven. Like, he's showing us how to do it. Now, going from where we are now to feeding 5,000, there may be some practicing that we do along the way, okay? So I'm not, but if you're raring to go, go for it. Feed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. Do it because you can actually do it. You can do what Jesus did. Jesus said, you'll do the, my works and greater than these, which means you could feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. You can do that. Jesus has given you permission to do it. But I say practice a little. Do some other things. Duplicate things. Make multiple plants and animals and things appear. Do things that are fun, that for you. Because it's fun for him. Again, we're in Wisdom's Playground, so why are we living according to external elements that you died to anyway? Got to work on yourself, you know. Like, I love everybody, and I, I know everyone's trying. I really do. But I, but I look, and I'm just like, this is so silly. It's all so silly. All these different rankings and titles and things, and I'm just like, that doesn't actually matter. But I will tell you this. I appreciate all of it. I appreciate it for what it is. You, you did the thing. Good. You know the thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you did the thing that you needed to do to get the thing, right? But you're not like any more loved because of that. You're already completely loved. But it, it is cool that you did that. It is cool. But our acceptance comes from above, and we work out of that realm. Because what if you didn't do anything for a while? And you could be like, I didn't do anything. I'm no good. No, you're great. You're amazing. Doing nothing. It's okay. <laughs> because your doing didn't make you amazing. God's doing in you made you amazing. Live from that place. That's why every time I'm with Jesus, not every time, but a lot of times I'm with Jesus, he's like, look it. This is amazing. Look what I did. <laughs> talking about Jesus, not me. He did it. Remember, he knows that we like accomplishment. I like accomplishing things. Everybody likes accomplishing things. But he's letting us know that our accomplishments don't make us accepted by him. He accepted us because of Christ's accomplishment in us. We live from that place. We accomplish things because he accomplished it. We're just working from that po point of accomplishment in him. And so now things begin to change around us, and we don't understand why they're changing, but we do know that it's Christ within us that's causing things to operate in different places now and do different things, okay? So if you died with Christ, so you're dying to this, do not handle this, do not taste that, do, don't even touch them. 
referring to things of which perish with being used. To do this is to follow human precepts and doctrines. Let's look at that in Isaiah. Again, back again to a religious system. This is, this is the one from Isaiah. And the Lord said, For as much as their people draw near with, to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, remove their hearts and minds far from me. And their fear and reverence for me are a commandment of men that is learned by repetition without any thought as to its meaning. See what I'm saying? See how the external is? This is why I'd rather just like, I'd rather just have somebody just like sit there and just sing from their heart with no accompaniment or anything, maybe even add a tune, because then the, you're going to have something. Then like polished. Polished is so, so lame. <laughs> I'm like, that's so polished. It sounds so empty. And I'd rather, you know, like some of the ones that I really love from some of the singers, and I'm like, I like the singer. Why is that? Because you can see that what they're doing is just connecting with Christ within them as they're singing or doing it. And they're just like, and you can just see like happening as they're, they're moving. They're in the spirit. You can see it. And then, but then people try to duplicate that through the outside. Well, I remember they used to do this and then they did this and then they did that. I'm going to try that, this, this, and that. The spirit's going to fall now. Watch. What is this? It's about this, not that. You see, Christ did the work in us, and that's the reason why I said sometimes you just need to do nothing. <laughs> because all your work is turning into busyness. It's not coming from the Spirit. It's coming from your soul. And your soul is insecure about who it is. Your soul's like, this person did that, and they did that, and oh, man, I need to do that too. The Lord showed me in heaven. I was in heaven, and he showed me like, people that move really fast in the spirit and he's like you're not one of those and i'm like oh i thought maybe i was but i'm not i'm a, i'm a more paced i work with another person another angel you know we do it the way we do it it's good it's fine i'm good with it i don't have to prove anything to anybody i'm already accepted i'm just enjoying the lord with everybody yeah maybe there's some people that move really fast good move fast they might need to move fast i'm a little more strategic when we do stuff, it really does stuff. <laughs> like, it does a lot. <laughs> and sometimes we don't need to be out there. Visible. <laughs> we need to be a little more invisible. Yep. Some things have to be a little less visible. And I've learned why. Because I see the ones that we're helping. And there is some, you know... You don't go around and say, hey, everyone, the Navy SEALs next week are going to be in this property and we're going to go take out this bad guy. You don't go announce that. Navy SEALs aren't like, hey, how come nobody ever knows what I do? They're Navy SEALs, man. They go in and get the job done. <laughs> yes. And there's a lot of special training involved with being a Navy SEAL. You don't just walk in. They don't just pull infantrymen and say you're on the SEAL team now. It takes a little while to learn. Sons of God are being trained to operate in a different realm. This isn't something, but it's a training. You're already there, but some of it is learning how to live out of the inner man instead of trying to do these external things. Why bother with this external stuff? It's always easy to do anyway. You know, you want to be religious, it's easy to be religious, especially if it's very well formatted, you know, like, you have to do this. You know, girls have to wear long dresses and guys have to wear suits. We'll be like, I can do that. That's easy. Just get a suit and a dress. You're done. 
You only have to be at church for an hour. That's great. Good. But what do you have, really? I mean, you can join the Elks Lodge. They probably have their own thing. Everybody's got a thing. But it doesn't have anything to do with your walk with God. It doesn't have anything to do with your relationship with Yahweh, the things that he shares with you, the deep things that are within your own spirit. It's not psychological. You have psychology. I understand. Your mind is doing its thing. Okay, I got you. But your spirit is what's over it. So you go one spirit with the Lord. This is by intention. I don't know how everything's working and all the electronics in my house, but I just use them. Same with spiritual technology. You just use them. If it's not working, you go in, you recollect, you remember. I remember. What do I remember? I remember Christ in me. I'm into that place, and now I'm within him. I'm no longer seeing myself apart. I'm seeing myself enclosed within him. So, you know, these are things that we do. These are things that we do. So we're not ones like in Isaiah. You draw near with your lips. You have all the show. You worked it all up. Whoop, 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 you know? And he's like, I can see that you have no interest in this whatsoever, you know? <laughs> because, and here's the other thing. Like, maybe you say, well, I love the Lord because he saved my soul, and that's good. But I got a lot of other things going on right now, Jamin, and I really don't have time for Jesus. You know, I'm just busy, you know? Jesus got to understand. I'm, I'm a busy person. I understand that, okay? And I know that. I'm, I'm going to do a starting position, okay? Gotcha. For sure. Everyone's like that, right? We're all, like, super busy. We're all, like, got a lot going on, Jamin. You're telling me I got to think about God and be in the Spirit all day. Oh, I'm also in the flesh. Oh, brother, now there's another thing I got to do. You know, and I, I hear you. I hear you. Listen. I hear everybody. I'm listening. I'm teaching, but I'm also listening to you all. Um, so I understand, I understand that, you know, and it does, so, you, so you're saying, I see where you are, Jamin, but that is a little bit of a jump for me. So all I say is this, take a thought, just one. You don't need a lot. You don't have to be like, I have to sit and just be like in God's presence, like for at least an hour a day. It's not about that. Remember what I've taught about time. Time is our servant. It's not a servant. It's a, it's a partner with us. I don't think time is a servant as much, honestly. Anybody's, you know, telling time what to do. That's not how that works. But um, time is more of a, a partner, wants to partner with us and work with us. So if I say, I have this much time, we'll put it in the spirit and then watch what God does. So take one thought, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, let it grow. And then go about being busy. <laughs> Start with something. Start with a thought, one thought. Today is a busy day. I understand. I'm in him. He's in me. Say, I love you, God. You're all around me, and you're within me. I rest with you today. Do that for 10 seconds, 15 seconds. And then when the Spirit comes on you, you'll be like, ooh, maybe I'll do this a little longer. <laughs> and then you get used to it, right? And then you get filled with the Spirit. So, Again, each of these is little steps. I'm giving you the whole, not whole, but as much as I know. But start here, go to here, go to here. And remember, remember. Here's the other thing. If you forget, just remember again. If you like, I'm angry, then you'd be like, wait, that's my soul. I remember. I'm not going to be angry. The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. I know that Bible says that. I'm not going to partner with anger. Anger is not going to help me solve this problem. I'm upset. I'm just going to 
cry and be afraid all day. That's not helping me either. Who am I connecting with? Connecting with God. Where is he? He's in me. Okay, I'm going to do that first. You know? And then you forget. Well, remember again. You may have to do that several times. But as you do it from your heart, remember what it's saying. It's from your heart. God, I do not understand what is happening around me. He's like, I know you don't. You never do. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I rely on you. I rely on you. I'm, I'm leaning. I'm sitting in my seat of rest. I don't understand how that rest even happens. But by faith, I'm sitting in it. I don't even feel rest right now. But by faith, I'm sitting in rest. What do you mean by faith? I just said it. I choose, yeah, I choose. I choose rest. I choose peace. I choose joy. You know, I don't choose the soul. I don't choose any of that. I choose him every time, you know, and that grows. That grows. How do relationships get built? Through time, over time, it gets built and built and built. Biggest thing is this. When you forget, just remember. Just remember, because I'll show you another thing. This goes along with it. This is in 1 Corinthians it's one seven. And this is just a very simple thing that the Lord showed me. And this is a thing to remember, because who you are doesn't go away. And it's very simple. 1 Corinthians 1.7 Not one of his gifts in you is lessened. Not one of his gifts in you is lessened. That's 1 Corinthians 1.7. 1 Corinthians 1.7 I'll look at it in You aren't lacking any spiritual gift. There's nothing missing in you. You have the gifts that you've always had. <laughs> Even if you haven't used them in a while, they're still there. They don't ever leave. His gifts are without repentance. It's 1 Corinthians 1.7. But I read it in the Aramaic. Not one of his gifts in you is lessened. They're not lower at all. They're always there. What ended up happening is we forgot. So just go back. What I always think is it's great because these gifts that are in you, they get powered up and they become like, like uh, bonus. <laughs> you know, they got a bonus on them. They got a, and then they just get better and better, like a like a like a like a game, like a video game. You know, but but when we don't use them, then we just forgot. That's all. We just forgot. So go back in, find that thing that was there before, that gifting that God's put in you. Just start walking in it. None of his gifts are lessened. None of his gifts disappeared. They didn't ever go anywhere. Some of the things that we thought were his gifts weren't. I mean, they were just things that we did. But what's really within us has always been there. And it will never go away. So another reason why to focus on the inner life. The inner life is where the party's at. <laughs> it really is. And God knows that people... Um, haven't engaged with joy. He knows that they have not engaged with peace. He knows that. He's not full of joy and peace in, to spite them. It's just because that's who he is. He's not doing it to make anybody upset. He's just showing them this is what this looks like. 
this is what is in you too. And, and I know that there are things that people deal with, and God knows that. Serious, this is serious, you know. But joy is serious too. Joy is the serious business of heaven, is what C.S. Lewis said. It's serious. It's serious to be full of joy. It's serious. Got to get back to the joy. Let's get back to the peace. Get back to being in the spirit. Get back to being in my garden with Jesus. Get back. That's serious business. Let's get to it, you know. <laughs> get back to enjoying Jesus again. Because everything else that we were like, this is so serious. He's like, I got it. You're good. What did Jesus say? Seek first the kingdom. Right? Isn't that the scripture? Seek first the kingdom of God and all of these other things and his righteousness, not our own righteousness, right? Because that's a really important part. Seek first the kingdom of God and building your own righteous life. It doesn't say that. It says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these other things that you've been worrying about get added to you. That just, Jesus demonstrated it too. She's like, look, he didn't tell, here's the other thing that's interesting. Here's another revelation for me today. I'll just go with, I guess. Share it with you guys. But Jesus didn't like getting his 12 disciples. Now, guys, listen, we got to start a business. We need to be able to fund this ministry. He was like, come on, let's go. <laughs> Here they go. Now they got a treasurer for some reason. How did that happen? God's ways are not like our ways. Well, you know, you got to put this together like this and you got to do that thing. Jesus said, just come on, let's walk on the water. We'll all do it together. Come on. Come on, Peter. Come on. <laughs> it's like it's like telling Chewy, come on, Chewy. Come on, Peter. <laughs> come out with me. It's like, Lord, if it's you, like Peter could have said anything. Lord, if it's you, what did you have for lunch yesterday? <laughs> but Peter did not say that because Peter is awesome. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come out there with you. What? Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been my first thought. Lord, if it's you, what is my mom's maiden name? You know, <laughs> I told you last week, remember? <laughs> but Peter didn't say that. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come where you are on the water. You know why? Because it's more fun with Jesus. It's not transactional. It's relational. Peter wanted to be with Jesus. He didn't want to just know that it was Jesus. He wanted Jesus and him to be together. And so what did Peter do? He walked on the water. I don't know how long he walked on the water, but he walked on the water for a little while. That's amazing. That's what Jesus is saying. And you know, it's a total, it's, you know, and Jesus knew that. He knew that Peter was going to ask him that, right? Because Jesus knows things. So it's, it's he, he, he tricks us sometimes, not in a bad way, but in a good way. You know, like to be, it's good to be tricked in a good way. You know, you know, like the Lexus commercial, you know, where they get the Lexus for, for, the, for Christmas, you know. Oh, whose keys are these? You know, go outside. You know, it's that, it's that kind of trick. You know, it's like, surprise. Oh, Peter, you're walking on water. <laughs> oh, you fell. Why did you have, why did you doubt? You know, he's learning. All of this is happening with us too. We're all having these kind of experiences. I'm just letting you know. I'm not like I'm not saying it by revelation in that way. I'm saying it as in this is how he works with us. He puts us in these positions where he can, you know, show us things that we wouldn't have seen any other way. And now we can see it because now that we learned this on the inside, you can do this anytime you want. Now that you have it, you can do it all the time. Once you learn it, you got it. 
it'll grow. You'll have another opportunity to use it. And when you do, it'll, it'll come through even in a higher degree of power than you had previously because God was the one that was working in you. You didn't have to th figure this thing out. He already knows. It's good to know. Do you have any scriptures that you can think of that says, and God said, once you figure it out, I'll help you? No, because that doesn't exist. Because <laughs> the requirement for God helping us does not mean we have to know what we're doing. Should we know what we're doing? Yes. But are we going to be in positions sometimes where we don't know? Yes, because that's where the trust comes in. I trust you, right? I trust you, Lord. That's what I'm saying. You don't necessarily know what's happening. Peter didn't necessarily know what was happening when he stepped out either. But he did. Jesus didn't tell his disciples to go and start a new company that's going to make a million dollars so that we can finance my ministry. He told them, follow me, and then they did stuff like walking on water. Not exactly the business plan you'd think, but it's the one that works. Then Peter and John coming into the temple, into the, through the gate, and the guy says, alms for the poor. And he says, I don't have any alms, but stand up and walk. Because he knew what he was doing. And the Spirit of the Lord is teaching us to operate as sons of God on the earth. It's, it's a different world. <laughs> it's a different world. That's all I can tell you. It's a different world. But it's amazing. And it's not something that you can make up. It's something that God reveals. And he reveals it by the Spirit. He reveals it over time. And he's been working with us and is working with us. And he's been working with us our entire life from the time that we were born. How much of it we realized it, realized it has to do with how much we brought our soul under the knowledge of God, which is why we have teaching and why we have the Spirit of the Lord. All right, so that's it. Let's pray. Let's close and pray. Say a prayer. <coughs> Thank you, Father. We are in you and you're in us. We just sit in your presence today sit in you and you're in our seat of rest our seat of wholeness soundness righteousness peace and joy we just sit in that place in you today we cease from our own work we come into the rest we just take another drink hallelujah Bringing us into you. In Jesus' name, amen.